Deuteronomy. We're going to turn to the book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 10. That's right, it's good to have a evening service. A friend asked me one time about uh, many, many years ago and was coming in to be shutting down church on Sunday night. I said, then what will the people do? And where will they go? How will they spend their afternoon? Amen. Well, I didn't like what I was saying. I don't care what they're doing right now, but you know what? God says so much to more. As you see the day approaching, I need more church. I said, I need more church. I need more church. Do I have a weakness out there? I need more of God. I don't need less God. I need more of God. And when I can't have enough, I put a tape on or a CD on. Chapter 10 of Deuteronomy. And verse 8. And at that time the Lord appeared, the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord to minister unto him, and to bless in his name unto this day. This is Moses talking. Wherefore Levi hath no part nor inheritance with his brethren. The Lord is his inheritance according to the Lord thy God promised him. Lord Jesus, bless this service. Blessed, anointed, appointed. Your word is already anointed. We need a touch from the heavens right now in Jesus' name. Can we greet the Lord with a hand clap? A praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This doesn't work. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about this wonderful tribe. And my title is Undefined Blessing. Undefined Blessing. Let me jump ahead of the story here. And there's a situation in the Bible where the Lord had talked about a vineyard and a field. And the Bible said God saw some people idling. And he said, why are you guys idling in the workplace at this time of day? They said, nobody hired us. And the Lord says, all right, you're hired. Go work in the field. And whatsoever seemeth good to me, I will give it to you. In other word, they did not bargain on a dollar figure. It's undefined future payment. Just get committed to the field. And leave it up to me to reward you as I see fit. Not as you work, but as I see fit. And the Bible said he called together all those servants who work 11 hours and 12 hours. And finally called the one that worked one hour. And started at the one that worked one hour and paid him for 12 hours. And when he did that. He began to pay the others, and there was a ruckus going on. There was a conflict that took place. They were quarreling with the employer and said, just a minute. You make those guys equal with us. They only work one hour. 
and you pay them for 12 hours. We work 12 hours, and you pay us for 12 hours. What was the difference? He said, I did not commit a sin. The fault is with you. Did we not bargain for a penny? And did you not got your penny for working the 12 hours? They said, yes. He said, isn't it up to me then who I pay how much if I so choose? And I choose to pay these people that work one hour as if they work 12 hours. What was the difference? The last group settled for an undefined blessing. They were willing to commit themselves to one hour, not knowing how much they would be paid. But the job was to get the job done. And that's what undefined blessing means. When you get what you prayed for, don't look in my basket and grudge what I got. You got a family of 10 and I got a family of five. I will not look in your basket with your 10, <laughs> your 10 loaves and I got five and grudge your 10. Because the one that giveth, he determined how is going to bless. Jacob had 12 sons. You know the story about Joseph, how his brethren hated him for his dream and visions and hurted him and, and badly whipped him. While Joseph was away, Simeon and Levi got mad and angry at some Semites who lived close by who actually raped their sister, Diana. And they heard about it, and they were angry. And they played a trick on them. And they visited said, look, you can't do it to my sister. If, you, if you're going to marry my sister, do it right. And here's how you're going to do it. You can't marry because you're uncircumcised, boys. Every male has got to be circumcised in your tribe of people if you want to marry my sister, including yourself. So that Young Prince loved that girl so much he agreed and got all his subjects to circumcise. But it was in the heart of Simeon and Levi to kill them, to take revenge. And when they were sore and hurting, he used, he used circumcision as a tool to slay them and killed all of them. When Jacob heard it, he almost lost his false teeth. He pulled his hair. He said, boy, what have you just done? You have caused all the enemies of the land to come against me. They're going to kill us all. They said, Dad, this cannot be done to our sister. I'm sorry. And they slay hundreds of the enemies. Amen. Because what was done to their sister. Now, Jacob is going to die. Call all his sons. Begin to prophesy on them in the last days. And so let me tell you, boys, what's going to happen in the last days. He came down the list, and he came to Levi. He said, Levi, 
You are an instrument of cruelty. You are wicked. You are murderous. What you did and Simeon along with you. I'm going to pray God never let you guys come together. I pray God separate you among the tribes and you had nothing good to say about Levi. Now, my friend, Zachary, you are so right. A $5 bill dropped in the mud does not mean I won't pick it up. If I look beyond the mud, I can see value. Latent. That I can wash that and make it clean. And I could have a $5 bill later on. You may walk over it, but I'm going to pick it up and wash it off. And so he died. And then Joseph is going to die. And Joseph said, now, don't, brethren, don't let my bones stay here. But there's a deliverer coming, and then there was Moses. And Moses did show up. And Moses, now, he's going to die. And Moses prophesying to Israel. And God told Moses, Moses, tell Israel, every firstborn, I don't care if it's man or animal or beast, is mine. Because I brought you out of Egypt. And I spare every firstborn. Pharaoh lost his. And I spare every firstborn among Israel, and I chose a lamb and not a man to die. And therefore, every one of you that's a firstborn child, girl or female, it's mine. And if you can't give it to me as it is, I want you to convert it into value and give it to me. I want it. And then God said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something different. I want you to number all the Israelites. They become thousands, up to a million. Number them all. Number all the Israelites. Count them. Count all the tribes, including Levites, and bring with the number. When they count all the 12 tribes, including Joseph, two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, and God said, now I want you to count the Levites. And when they count the Levites, there were more Israelites than Levites. And God says, as of today, I'm going to swap all firstborn for Levites. I want only Levites. They're mine. And any shortcoming between the difference in numbers and tabulation between Israelites and Levites, I want you to play a shekel to cover you for atonement. And from that day, God separate the wickedest, the worst among the tribes and said, I want them to be the closest to me than all the tribes of Israel. What kind of God is this anyway? This guy likes to go down to the guttermost and pick it to the uppermost. He wants the worst of the offenders and said, they are mine. <laughs> what are you going to do with those wicked boys? God said, just wait and see. And God says, they are not going to have any of the land I promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, I'm sure these guys heard it. 
Hey, don't jump ahead of God. Wait for the Lord. God, God's still speaking. Wait for God to finish the sentence before you jump to the conclusion. There's something about God. God likes people that are small in their own eyes to elevate them to kingship, lordship. God loves to take people from the back seat from the front seat. That's the way God operates. And so God said, I want the, the worst of the worst. And I want them to be mine. I could see all the trouble. Him? That? He says, yes, I want that to be mine. Now, church, how would you behave if God come in here and bless everybody around you, gave them a Mercedes Benz, a car, a brand new job, and all the blessing and left you out? Could you still live for God. I'm going to prophesy we may lose people this year over jealousy. Who cannot take the fact that God would dare bless everybody with an inheritance physically everybody can see it and I didn't get one. It is possible God could get everybody a bungalow house. And you've been praying for 50 years and still give you a tent. Could you still live for God? Or would you say count me out of the census? But you see, God has a plan. All the tribes have a real estate ticket in their hand, except the tribe of who? Levi. Don't you tell me that one conjure up jealousy. God giving them landmass, <laughs> treasures, and all the splendor that he could promise Abraham. But this one tribe, he says, I am not giving you any inheritance like I gave them. And when he finishes the sentence, he says, I will be your inheritance. They better love him more than these. I said, they got to realize, lovest thou me more than these. Mm -hmm. What God was doing was giving undefined blessing to the tribe of Levi that could not be calculated in dollars and cents. That could not be measured by acreages of land or by rivers and lakes or by cows and goats and cattle. But it's an undefined blessing. I will be your portion. Let me tell you a story about a man. I heard this story told 
This man on his deathbed gave all his sons money, 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 money. And the last one he gave, the firstborn, he gave him a Bible. And the boy got so mad, said, is that all he could give me, just a Bible? He never opened that Bible to the day he's going to die and repeat the same process with his kids and give his, one of his sons the Bible. And the son opened the Bible for his eyes, and between every leaf was a $1,000 bill between every page. And he died not realizing what he had was an undefined blessing in his hand. He jumped to a conclusion. I want to tell somebody here tonight, God did not count you out of the census. God did not count you out of the blessing. What you have is an undefined blessing. They may have a car. They may have a house. They may have a boat. They may have a whatever they got. But what you have is undefined. And Apostle Paul had a revelation and said, your eyes have not seen. Your eyes have not seen. Your ears have not heard. Nor has it entered the heart. What God has prepared for those with undefined blessing. Israel, God says, I want these to come near to me. Let me tell you what's going on in our church. Everybody got a landmass mapped out by Abraham and by Isaac and Jacob down the line. Could you still be my brother and my sister? And you don't have anything given to you. Could you still help me go get my inheritance? And still be my brother. You want to see the test place on Levi? Even though I don't have any inheritance given to me, I still have to be supportive and cooperative with the plan. Now, what you guys don't realize, God says, nobody will ever allow to come as close to me as the tribe. Of Levi. Look right here. Look right here. See this right here? Only the Levites could stay in here. That's as close as any of the tribes could ever get to Israel. God. Which is more important to you, silver and gold, or closeness to God? Which is more valuable to your family? A better job? A paid off mortgage? Tangible stuff? Which appear for a season, vanish away tomorrow? Are you being locked in? Shut in with God in a secret place. There in the spirit. I can behold his face. Nobody in Israel tribes out here can ever see what they could see on the inside. They could not see where the altar was on the outside. They could not see the labor of water. They could not see the tabernacle inside. But Levites 
can see it all. Handle it. Touch it. When the Shekinah come down, they can feel the glory of hitting them. I'm going to ask you now, what should Levi want? The giver of the gift or the gifts? The creator or the created? Mm. Mm, hallelujah. You see, Gehazi couldn't understand that he had more going for him than Naaman did. Hallelujah. He was right in the middle of it all where God had a guy with a double portion of the holy power. And this guy had no power at all, but had silver and gold, and you name it, and Babylonian clothing, and was willing to give it up. But the tribe of Levi, church, God said, all I want from the tribe of Levi to be totally devoted. Don't be distracted. Your job is service to the sanctuary. You're the only tribe that I'm allowed to draw near to me. Privilege handed down that nobody else in your tribe could ever have. Think about it tonight. Raise your hands. God said, Levi, I know you see the rest have their money and their land and their property and their cows. But you don't have any. All you have is me. Now, Trish, I want to ask the question now. Which would you rather have tonight? Jesus or the world? The rich and ruler chose his riches over Jesus. Judas chose 30 pieces of silver over Jesus. The Levites when you read through it, it's a very peculiar people. When God sent the spies out, they said, go. And I want you to take out the land like they said they want to do. If you look in the book of Numbers, the Levites were not amongst the 12 tribes. Folks, that's a revelation people miss all the time. Just turn to your Bible very quickly and look. They were not numbered among them. And did you know, most people misrepresent the scripture here, right here. God told Moses, every tribe of those spies, except Joshua and Caleb, shall never see or enter the land. Have you ever heard it preached that God did not appoint the Levites unto wrath, but to obtain salvation in the promised land. Now, if you were a Bible scholar, you'd be shouting, you'd be shaking your head, so wow, that is deep theology. All the generation that came from Egypt, they died, except the tribe of Levi. Not one tribe of Levi were barred. In fact, Aaron died because of his sin against God, but the Bible said Eleazar went in. Church can't see the revelation going on here. God said, Moses, 
We're all going to die. But right into, I guess you're in the promised land. And even though, <laughs> this is amazing, even though the tribe of Levi had no promised land promised to them, they still marched in. Can you still march with us when God's blessing me and not blessing you? Can you still rejoice with me and not envy me for my blessing and my fighting favor with God? After all, you've got the Holy Ghost. You ain't holding the car or a house, but you're talking tongues. Your name is in the land book of life. You're on your way to the glory land. And this is not your home. And because God didn't give you the material goods, that's no reason to get jealous. Hurtful. Slanderous. Put down. But I can still go in the promised land shouting. Because I'm going to have a place in that land. Hallelujah. Called the city of refuge. Did you know every Israelite have to come and eat under the hand of the tribe of Levi? The tribe of Levi, they were the only one that could stand before God and minister. Israel could not come. Be careful how you want to trade place with those that you think or haven't made. Be careful how you wish you had what they had because leprosy may come with it. Balls may come with it. And you don't know what's going on. But I'm not going to trade what I had with God for that. Amen. And there's never a Levite that ever trade God as an inheritance just to be an ordinary Israelite. I'm going to tell you, my friend, you may be the least numbered like Levi's were, but you're raised to the highest accolade of position and place because you can see and hear the voice of the Shekinah God and you can feel what you're feeling right now. Can somebody hear me? David got a revelation. And say, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the tabernacle plan than dwell in the tent of the wicked. He said, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, their inheritance. He said, my feet and I slip. But when I realize who I am and the position I have with God, I encourage myself in the Lord. And said, I didn't live for God in vain. Can we worship the Lord? The Levites... Everybody who brought tithes and offering had to bring it to the Levites. Everybody who offered a sacrifice, any kind of sacrifice, had to share it with the Levites. The Levites didn't have to punch a time clock to determine their income for the day. It was Guaranteed. All they had to do was build the altar, maintain the labor, keep the candle lit, keep worship in the morning, in the afternoon, in the night. And that's all they got to do. 
And God said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these undefined blessings going to be added unto you. I've never seen in all the, the, the droughts and, the, and all the famine that hit ever hit the Levites because there's always meat in my house. Ah, oh, you folks not getting the message. And so the Levites, all God wants from them was continued nonstop worship. Just worship. Just live for God. And he said, look, all your meat and your oil will be provided. You don't have to plant nothing. They're all going to bring it to you. Now, church, this is the worst of the tribes. These are the ones that call instrument of cruelty. But I hear Jesus Christ says, you give me the worst of offender like Apostle Paul, and I'll make you. Nobody in this church is self-made. Everybody is God-made. And so God said, I will be their inheritance. In other words, sorry, Levi, you can't define your wealth in terms of real estate. You can't define your wealth based on balance sheet. You can't define your prosperity based on things and stuff. But if you must describe how blessed you are, you're going to point to me. There was a missionary coming back from a country where she gave her life. She came back crippled on a stick, walking like this. And she's walking off the ship. She heard music and drums and, and carrying on. She thought they were coming to welcome her. When she came to the musician, they, they marched past her. And there's another guy came in flamboyant outfit. And they were welcoming him, coming from where he was coming from. And she got disturbed. And she would say to God, I have given all my life, my youth, to missions. I have spent my years and my career. I've given it all for your cause. And not one person come to meet me at my return. And I have no inheritance on this terra firma that I could go to. I'm poor. I'm like a pauper. It reminds me of Peter said, Lord Jesus, we have forsaken all. So we can be with you. Mm. And the story said, a voice came back and said to her, Child, you are not home yet. You have not reached home yet. <laughs> When I study the tribe of Levi, you cannot define them in terms of cows and cattle and land and real estate and things that men and women would think as prosperity and success. 
You can only read about them. The, there was the lawgiver, the testifier. At their mouth, people found God. When someone sinned and was out of the way, they were used of God to reconcile men back to God. I'm trying to tell somebody something tonight that God have undefined blessing for some people. Jesus Christ told his disciples one time as they were becoming envious of what they saw around them. He said, in this world, they have their reward. If all the rewards I'm going to have is what God gave me materially, I'm going to say to God right now, sorry, God, take it all back. And I want you to become my inheritance. I want you to become my portion. I'm trying to tell you right now, you may go to the soup kitchen tomorrow. You may be homeless tomorrow, but you're not as poor as you think you are. Lazarus had undefined blessing that was not seen by mortal eyes and could not be calculated by a human calculator. But when it was all over, his inheritance was the bosom of Abraham. Let's worship God. Levites. Levites. No physical inheritance. Outnumbered, yet chosen by God. Despises the most wickedest of things, yet elevated by God. And before I close tonight, let me remind you something about Levites. Nobody could pick up the ark without being a Levite. Nobody could go behind the veil without being a Levite. Nobody could go to the brazen altar without being a Levite. Levite was the gate to the heart of God. Hallelujah. And God said, everything that I have given to me is thine. Praise God. Now, church, God has given this church a priesthood. Do not define your salvation based on the acquisition of things. Do not leave here tonight comparing yourself among yourselves. Because you don't know if that's all I'll get and that's it no more. You don't know. Amen. But what you need to discover is, is the Lord my portion. It's the Lord my inheritance. That Levite, he could go places that nobody could go in God. And the Bible has known the greatest prophet ever walk in shoe leather was not from Judah or Benjamin, but from the tribe of Levi. His name was John. Praise the Lord. But God has given this church a better priesthood on a better promises, a better covenant. I don't care how much God bless you from now till the grave that you die. You have not even come to one-tenth or a one sixteenth
of what God has for your undefined blessing. And you should not allow oppression, depression, or panics of this world lack off in your life. Define your joy. You should not walk through that door unhappy. You should not go home unhappy. You should not go crying that you don't own a bungalow house, that you don't own a Rolls Royce, or you don't have the best car in town, or you don't have the best dresser or mink coat. You are doing the wrong thing. This priesthood is not defined by stuff. Because Jesus told us it's priesthood. Your life is not defined by the abundance of things that you store in your wardrobe. Can you thank God right now that you got a tent for a shelter? Can you thank God that all you have is enough to buy a morsel of bread or meat or whatever, that's all you have? And you have nothing left over, no excesses? Can you still thank God? Because everything you see around here, including this building, including your house that you just bought, and your car, is reserved for fire. And if all your trust in God was based on wood, stone, mortar, fabrics, jobs, economics, finance, then you are a sore, sorry Christian. You have no revelation of your calling. Somebody should be shouting right now. I have an undefined blessing. In fact, I have a body reserved in heaven, not yet shown to me. That even if this outer tabernacle were dissolved, I got one reserved. Because I belong to Levitical royal priesthood. My inheritance is not the earth. I'm going to tell you right now. It's praying tonight. It crossed my mind. The church is going to consist of kings and priests. You won't be both. And if I had a choice, I'd rather join the priesthood than the kingship. Because the priesthood can go to places the king cannot go. The priest can touch things. The king cannot touch things. Such privilege. Moses, you're a Levite. Nobody ever seen my glory except a Levite. And the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus showed up and showed him his glory. I want the poorest people in this church. If you're poor, you're the most blessed of all the saints in this church. In fact, you would beg God to be poor. Because it says, blessed are they poor. 
go tell John and the poor got the gospel preached to them. The new Jerusalem is not for kings. It's for the royal priesthood. I don't desire to be a king over any part of earth when God created. But where Jesus is, let's stand. I want someone to say to Jesus, this church loved Jesus more than these. Go home and tell your husband and your wife, I have a revelation. We're richer than we know it. We're more blessed than we know it. We have something the world cannot give and the world can't take it away. Everybody prophesied evil about the Levites. But God says, they are mine. And all I ask for them is, every choir song in the Bible was in the hand of a Levite. All the Psalms in the Bible was for and by a Levite. If you got a song in your heart right now, you don't know how blessed you are. I'm telling you, friend, I feel the spirit of jealousy in this church right now. I feel it. I feel the spirit of discontentment. And I'm saying this right now not to be punitive, but you don't know who you are. Most missionaries are going to die poor. In fact, North American Christians are more wealthier than missionaries. Because missionaries cannot work for a living. They're based on alms. Handout. And when they come home, they don't have what we have. We are so blessed that we can determine how much we give to missions. But they're just plain beggars. Would you bow your heads right now? You're the royal priesthood tonight. You're a chosen generation. And your preoccupation should be to show forth his praise. To show forth his praise. It's an undefined blessing. It may not mean silver or gold. But I know one thing is wrapped up in Jesus. All that I need, I found in my Lord. Whatever I think has to be, that's what it's going to be to me. Come on, sing with me now. If I know him as a friend above all brothers, then in my Lord I find a lover. I'm going to my version now. 
If I could know him, healer, I'd never suffer sickness or pain. If I should know him as a savior, then I'd never be lost. Come on. He owns, he owns. He owns this gold in the mountain. The cattle on a hill. First is quenched. Curse is quenched. At his fountain. At his fountain. He makes, he makes the world stand still. He gives give peace, peace and trouble. He gives joy All that, that I need I found in my Lord He owns the gold He owns the gold In the mountain The cattle The cattle On the hill On the hill First is at his fountain At his fountain he makes storms stand still. He gives peace to and trouble world. To the sad, he gives joy. All that I need, I count in my Lord. Let's worship the Lord Jesus. There's an undefined blesser in being a priest unto the Lord Jesus.